Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I thank God for each and every one of you being here today. Even though it's a little chilly, but we've been worse. Come on, we Michiganders, we're used to this stuff, right? Yeah, for the Michiganders. Amen. I love you today. I just want to share a quick word with you. Uh, let us start with a word of prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, dear God, we thank you and praise you for a day set aside to come together as a church community, Lord, and to worship you and praise you and to hear what thus saith the word of the Lord. And at this time, Father, I yield my spirit, dear God, my flesh, dear God, that your spirit may take over, your spirit may speak to me, your spirit may minister to our congregation on today. In Jesus' precious name, amen. All right, as soon as I catch my breath, I can start out here. Uh, first of all, I want to thank God for, um, I give honor to God, who's the head of the church, honor to God, our, to our pastor in his absence. Amen, and thank God for each and every one of you, as I said earlier. Uh, I also want to thank God for my wife sitting over there. And actually, this is our 38th anniversary weekend. <laughs> Hey, man, the girl must be doing something right that I kept her around this long. <laughs> She's going to get me for that. But, hey, man, I, I love her dearly. And I hope that the Lord will give us many, many more years together. Amen. Hey, man, I want to share words with you today um, about the invitation. The invitation. Amen. I want to speak to you. It's nice in a natural sense. It's nice to be invited somewhere. It's um, nice. It makes you feel uh, like others want to be around you. You know, it makes you feel a little esteemed, you know, feel good about yourself. It also makes you feel appreciated that someone wants to have you in their presence and uh, they, they honor the value in which you are, you know, and they recognize your value. So they invite you to a place. But that's in a natural sense. But Jesus made the ultimate invitation. He made the ultimate invitation in Matthews 11 and 28. Jesus extended the ultimate invitation. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And verse 29, he said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your weary souls. Amen. And my yoke is easy, and my burdens are light. In our lives, living in this life as human beings, we have, uh, life is rough sometimes. Amen. Uh, we all, when we come together, we're here full of joy in the community, you know, we're happy. But when we go home on, during the weekdays, sometimes life can get a little rough. You know, it can get tiresome. Our, 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 our physical being get tired, and sometimes our souls get tired. And reason being, because our soul wrestles against flesh and blood 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day, our soul is wrestling against flesh and blood. So Jesus gave the ultimate invitation, and God said, uh, the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That was an invitation to the entire world, 
But the entire world, sometimes they make excuses. Excuses not to accept the invitation. And that's what uh, Jesus, it kind of bothered Jesus, so he spoke a parable of that. And we're going to go to Luke 14th chapter. And I'm going to read a couple of parables, and then I'm going to be out you guys' way. Luke 14. I'm going to start at the first verse, if that's all right. It's, I want you guys to get the big picture leading up to the parable. He says, when one of those at the table with him, no, I'm sorry, that's not verse one. Oh, on the Sabbath day, Jesus went to eat in the house of the prominent Pharisee, which was being carefully, which he was being carefully watched. There in front of him was a man suffering from abnormal swelling of his body. And Jesus asked the Pharisees and experts in the law, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? Uh, these Pharisees, they were kind of um, high society people. They were kind of high society, and they were very extreme about the law. And some things he even added to the law. They even added to the law to where as though they were being very extreme about it. And Jesus was making a point to show that they were being a little hypocritical about their feelings and their thoughts about the Sabbath day. So Jesus continued. I'm still trying to catch my wind here. It says, so taking hold of the man, Jesus healed him. He asked him, first of all, is it legal to heal on the Sabbath day? And they didn't say nothing. They kind of knew where he was going with this. So he says, taking hold of the man, he healed him and sent him on his way. Then he asked them, if one of you had a child or an ox that fell into the well on the Sabbath day, will you not immediately pull him out? And they had nothing to say. Then he noticed the guests picked in the place of honor at the table he told, him, he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor, for the person is more distinguished that you may have been invited. If so, the host of the invite, both of you will come and say to you, give this person a seat. In other words, he was telling them that when you're invited to an affair, <clears throat> Just don't assume that you're the person of importance and go sit at the table closest to the honor, uh, the person of honor. So be humble in your spirit and take a place near the rear or just take a place, a mediocre place among the, uh, the uh, event and let the host come and say, oh, well, you know, you're a VIP, come to the front, you know. In other words, he was just saying being humble, amen. And when he noticed, oh, oh, not right there. And Jesus said to the host, when you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite friends, your brothers, your sisters and relatives, or your rich neighbor. If you do, they may invite you back. And so, we will re and so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor and the cripple and the lame, and you will be blessed 
although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Amen. And he was trying to make a point that uh, uh, sometimes if you become wealthy or prosperous, don't always invite your rich friends or those on your level. Share your wealth with somebody who's, who may be in need, amen, somebody who may be a less fortunate than you. Uh, share your prosperity with them. Share your wealth with them. Don't always share with people of your caliber, amen? Amen. And so he spoke a parable, and it's called the Great Banquet. And Jesus was speaking, uh, this one person This one person said, I'm, I'm going to go where he said. Okay, verse 15, when one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, and here's the parable, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent forth his servant to tell those who had been invited, come for everything is now ready. But they all like begin to make excuses. The first one said, I have bought a field and I must go and see it, so please excuse me. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them. Please excuse me. There's still another said, I just got married and my wife gave me the honey-do list right away. Y'all Bible don't say that? Oh, maybe this is my personal verse. Oh, no, it doesn't say that. <laughs> uh, marriage is time-consuming, amen. It's my guess they probably was in a hurry to, to get the honeymoon started or whatever. But anyhow, he used that as an excuse, amen, not to come to the banquet. Now, let me say this about invitations. Some invitations are legit, you know, it's just legitimate reasons why you can't make it. Uh, when you're invited to an affair, there are some legitimate reasons you just can't make it. But there are some reasons that shows that you're just not interested. You're just not interested uh, to attend this particular affair. Amen. But these, they made excuses. And I think what he was trying to say in general is that God is inviting everybody to his banquet in the kingdom. He so loved the world. I mean, not just church folks, but everybody to attend this great banquet in the kingdom of heaven. But there's many out there in the world today that make excuses. They still, uh, some of the excuses are just prideful reasons. Uh, some are too, too holy. I mean, not too holy, but too re religious. Some just procrastinate, say, well, I'm going to go and give my life to the Lord one day. But well, one day may not be as what you think. I mean, life <clears throat> is not promised. Tomorrow is not promised to anybody. You might think that um, tomorrow you're going to go to church on Sunday, and Sunday may not even come. Amen. Uh, we were just at a funeral yesterday, and thank God that 
Uh, the, a friend of ours who just recently passed away, he had enough time on his deathbed to receive the Lord's invitation. Amen. Um, years ago, we called it deathbed, deathbed salvation. Amen. But all of us are not that lucky. We're not that lucky to be able to receive Christ on a later day. The day of God's invitation is today. The day of God's invitation is now. And so many people, they just put it off and put it off and take it for granted that they'll have time, but they just may not have time. Amen. <clears throat> so Jesus got a little frustrated about this and he finished the parable and he went on to say that. Um, but they all alike began to make excuses in the first said, OK, went there. The servant came back and reported to the master that the owner of the house became angry and ordered the servant to go quickly into the streets of the town and bring in the poor and the cripple and the blind and the lame. Now, here's the thing about God. He don't care if you're yellow, red, black, white, or brown. You're all invited to his kingdom. Amen. Everybody's here. He don't care if you're fat, skinny, short, or tall. It's not his will that anyone should perish, but it's his desire that we all will come to repentance and receive the, the free gift of salvation. A lot of you here have already done that, so uh, obviously I'm not talking to you, but we all have friends. That's our job to reach out into the community of people and share this gospel to let people know that God has freely invited you into the kingdom of God. Not only you, but your in-laws, your family members, your mother, your father, just bring them all to the, the kingdom of God because God is there. His arms are open wide. Amen. And I, in general, he's trying to tell us that don't be so occupied. We know that the other two that gave excuses about being busy and uh, they had things to do. He's trying to let us know that don't be so consumed by the things of this world and trying to do what we see the world do, but to be on our job as people of God, amen, and draw other people into the kingdom. That's what God wants for each and every one of us. Amen. Amen. God is a God of love. God is a God of peace. And when these lives of ours get burdened down, amen, Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. Amen. Come to Jesus in prayer. If you're already here, if your life get burdened, just go down in prayer to God. God is there each and every time to answer your prayer. And he hears you when you pray. A lot of people pray and just think, well, if God don't answer within a day or so, I'm going to just take over and do it myself. But God actually hears your prayers. Sometimes God has to orchestrate some things to get your prayer request done. Sometimes he got to move things around to you to, for before you can get the victory of things. Uh, sisters mentioned earlier, sometimes he has to move people out of your life who's toxic. Amen. Uh, sometimes he just has to make adjustments, amen, in one's life to answer their prayers. But it's not all about getting our prayers answered. The focus we have to stay on is just making the kingdom of God, being able and being in the right position 
when we leave here that we're in front of God with peace in our hearts. We're in front of God knowing that, Lord, I did the best I can for you. We're all not perfect. We're all not going to walk this walk perfectly. But God, I think he will acknowledge your, your best efforts. Amen. He will acknowledge your best efforts to live a life that is pleasing to him. So we want everybody to walk in the, walk, walk in the way of pleasing God and to accept his holy invitation. Amen. His invitation is open to everybody. But please don't be too busy. Don't be too busy to, to accept him and to love him, to speak to him, to pray to him, and to sit and listen to him is an important thing. I admire the fact that uh, sometimes on Facebook I see some of our members, they may have a picture. It's this one beautiful picture I remember of Amanda posted, and she's just uh, standing in front of a body of water, and she's just in meditation, no expression on her face, just standing by that water peacefully. And I said in my mind, I said, look at her. She's probably getting all kind of revelations from God right now. Amen. This is, we call this a sanctuary, but each and every one of us have a sanctuary somewhere. It could be a saint, your sanctuary could be your car. A sanctuary means the place that you meet up with God. Amen. It could be by a body of water. It could be by um, a forest of trees. Uh, our sister Kimberly posts pictures of nature a lot on Facebook, amen. And I think you got a creek or something in the back of your house where you like to sit by. And it's so beautiful because I know that's her sanctuary, amen. One day I'm going to show up and say, hey, scoot over a little. <laughs> Let me get in on this. <laughs> but amen, God has a sanctuary. And it's up for us to pick our own sanctuary. Um, Brother Chris is another person who likes to uh, uh, go in nature and just listen to God. Amen. Amen. It, it is a peaceful thing. I can recall one time I was in between uh, jobs, and uh, I used to go to this park called Palmer Park in Detroit. And my wife would tell you, I'd just go for a walk. She was like bugging, okay, he's going to lose it any minute, she thought, you know. But it was so much peace. Every day I went for that walk, God spoke to me, and the comforter comforted me. Amen. And uh, I just got through that little time in my life, got a new job and all of that. And it was uh, right during that time, as a matter of fact, uh, it was right around the time when Keenan asked us to come out here and to help him start the church. And um, had not been spending that time in meditation uh, with God, I wouldn't have knew had I just got so busy out here job hunting and trying to do things, uh, I would have missed God on that, and I wouldn't probably be here today. Amen? So it's important that we sit still in places and listen to God. Um, <clears throat> my father had this thing where in his office he had this big plaque right in back of his desk. It was a conversation piece, and it was just a picture uh, a big background picture with big golden letters that says think and people were coming to his office and they say why do you have that up there what does, what does that mean he says whenever you have a this tough decision to make it's good to just get somewhere sit still and think just sit still and think but we know as for Christians we just sit still and listen to God amen 
Just sit still and listen to God. Don't get so preoccupied by uh, this life and what goes on around us because life can become scary. If you're watching the world and everybody's just, oh, I don't know about you, but on my job, everybody is just crawling over each other. They're just trying to do life. Amen. And I'm just sitting there and just being in peace. Sometimes I sit on my bus and just watch them. You know, they just, everybody's just so antsy right about now. Uh, they're hearing all the time that the economy is going bad. People are, the stock market is going crazy. All of that, you know, we don't have to be in a panic because we know a God who's going to look out for us. Amen? Amen. Let's give him a hand for that. Amen. <laughs> so what I want to say to you today is this to stay focused. Amen. Stay focused on God. And just remember his invitation at all times, even if you fall away. Some of us fall away. Everybody ain't been Christians all day life. Sometimes we slip back a little bit. Amen. God is always there to, to, to restore you. Amen. If you come to him, he's always there to restore you when you have fallen back some. So we just thank and praise God that he's there for us all the time and we can trust him. He is certainly faithful to us. Don't let the enemy talk you out of that great banquet in the sky. In Jesus' name, let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank and praise you, Lord, for your word today. We thank you, dear God, that you, your arms are just open wide to us, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you are so willing to be our Lord and Savior, Lord. And we just thank you that you gave your life for us on Calvary dear God, to uh, uh, cleanse of, of our sins. And we just thank you, Father, that you are all that we have and all that you will be in our lives, Lord. And we pray that you continue to bless us, Lord, continue to keep your people uplifted. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen.